0: What up? This is Yinka Diz. Peace. This is Outlaw. And you're listening to the 80s Babies Podcast. So what are we going to talk about today?
1: Today, we are going to talk about Make It a Classic. Yes, uh, specifically, we're going to be talking about Takao 2000, Judgment Day. This is Method Man's album. His uh, second album came out in, was it, November of 98? Yep. And so generally on this segment, Make It a Classic, we're going to try to bring you, uh, talk about it one album a month um and so you know this is an album that obviously it was not a classic um but we feel we feel that the hype surrounding it that the you know the time with the artist was going through we feel that this album should have been a classic and probably had potential um so we're going to talk about you know why it was hyped up um why Uh it failed how it failed and then we're going to you know make our make our suggestions on how we would actually make it a classic
0: yes sir so Let's begin. Uh, begin all the way at the top. Uh, we'll, we'll take it from where you were when this album dropped, and and what it what how it really
1: impacted you. So I was a sophomore in high school, and I was huge into Wu Tang. Right. So. Um, I was kind of late on some of the genuine like hardcore hip hop, Um, and not hardcore as in like gangster, but just like genuine like you know just good hip hop music. Uh, When I was in middle school and whatnot, I was generally listening to like just whatever was on the radio. Okay, and so I was actually really late to Wu Tang Clan, Mm -hmm. and I started getting into them at the tail end of my freshman year in high school. Okay, so Wu Tang for forever had already dropped. Um. And, and so, you're a big fan of that album. Big, big, huge fan of Wu Tang right. Forever. And so, by the time this album came out, I was I was writing lyrics, I was mm-hmm. doing my graffiti and stuff. Right, right. Um, some of it was Wu Tang inspired, and I had listened to everything that came out, with the exception of the Pillage, but all like the general. <laughs> and, and the Pillage is a good album. So yeah, not yeah, knocking. yeah. No, not at all. Um, but with the exception of like, like, w- with the exception of all like the Wu Tang affiliate albums, I had heard you know all the Wu Tang albums and right. all like. You know the solo and, and collaborative joints and so this album to me was like i was so 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 ready right um, and method man was at the time was my favorite in the wu-tang clan so this likewise. album was everything likewise where were you
0: yeah so uh yeah at the time i think this was around the time that i really really started to transition over to being more of an east coast rap fan because okay. um i was in cali um i was obviously a huge bad boy fan we talked about that on the last episode um, but I think Wu Tang was like really what kind of pulled me out of the the bad boy you know funk uh, in terms of bad boy being something that was seen by people who were heads as like this negative thing.
1: That's right, yeah, and, and it was so commercial and everything.
0: And Wu was like the opposite of that, you know, right. in its own way. So, uh, but yeah, and, and at the time, Method Man was also my favorite member of the clan. There was a lot going on at this time, and I do remember. Like you said, I was a I was at this time a kid that would that had every episode of the source, every right. issue of the okay. source. And every month Method Man's album was getting pushed back. Yeah. And I remember yeah. seeing every month like, Oh, Method Man's album's about to come out, I'm gonna buy it, and right. then it would get pushed again and again so when it came we were all like yo is this album really ever going to drop yeah and so uh that's where i was That my headspace was i was just really really excited to hear what 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 was going to be on this album
1: and when it did drop what do you think about it
0: i really did not like this album <laughs> okay like i really didn't like the album and i remember when i when i copped it i just pretty much listened to big dogs over and over again and okay. almost trashed the album be- besides that right, so that's, a, that's a, eric the eric
1: sermon and the kid. red band Joy yeah yeah, right. yeah yeah
0: so um so yeah uh, you want to go to to what the critical perception of of the album was
1: so well i can't necessarily speak to what music critics were, were, were said about it because i didn't necessarily read those but i right. know what my classmates had to say about it, and, and you know, I mean, I, I got clowned for being a Wu Tang fan mm. um, in high school. Yeah, there was mm. only a few people who were into that, and to them, like, they respected all the Wu Tang music that came in the past. But right. Wu Tang Forever lost a lot of, I guess, the mainstream Wu Tang fans. Mm. Um, because I, I feel like there was a time when Wu Tang was like, it was okay to like the Wu Tang clan, like, they had okay. some mainstream or yeah. some music that was on the radio, right? And I think when Wu Tang Forever dropped, a lot of, hmm. a lot of fans who were just like whatever was hot mm-hmm. stopped liking the Wu Tang Clan because they didn't necessarily That's like that album.
0: For me, actually, it was the opposite. Um, I remember Triumph. Yeah, was the first song that was featured. If you remember, um, the Source started dropping their own compilation, a yearly compilation that was like the top fifteen best hip hop songs or something. Okay. Triumph was on the first volume of that. Okay. And uh, and I remember that triumph was a lot of people around me at least in california they're really their introduction like that to. Wu-Tang. oh was it okay yeah so it was actually the opposite to me like they were like this underground group and then triumph came out and then all of a sudden white people started liking like wu-tang and inspector deck was their favorite rapper and you were just like yo what, what, what's going on here
1: i think <laughs> around my way uh and i was in northern virginia mm-hmm. at the time this is when like i'm not sure if it was cash money but like no limits started becoming popular like yeah, a lot yeah, of that yeah. down sound so yeah that's what my i'm not even gonna call them my friends but the people that i was associating with like that's mm-hmm. what a lot of what they were listening to and so right. Wu Tang to them like that was you know it was garbage um <laughs> and and the other thing too is we should also talk about some of the the death jam product that was coming out around that uh, time as well sure and so i think that in 97, 98, like the trail end of 98, beginning of, uh, trail end of 97 at the start of 98, I mm-hmm. think it was like May's Harlem World came out and yep. the Locks came out. But yep. then after that, Death Jam kind of took over. I'm sure, mm-hmm. I think LL Cool J had an yeah, album out about that one. time. Yep. And then, um, DMX had an album, it was yeah. like, It's Dark and Hell is Hot, that came yeah. out in May. The Rough Riders compilation of volume That's... one. Jay-Z volume two dropped. Yeah. Belly came out. Yeah. Um, yeah. Doctor name came out after Method Man um, mm. and, when, and you said when, when was El Nino when did that come out? El Nino I think was also 98 so there was a lot of I it mean, might have Def been 97
0: was, it might have been late 97
1: but anyway there's a lot of and Belly I'm not sure if Belly was a, a this wasn't a Def jam thing but it was very mm. much in that like what yeah, yeah, Jay-Z and canon, DMX sure. like it was very much in what they were all doing I think it oh, actually was I, a Def jam did,
0: it was a Def jam uh, and I
1: think Nas I Am must have come out in like 99 I think it came out after all this yeah like just after
0: right and so so climate wise there was a lot of activity right um and yeah and i think i think it's weird because you know like you said belly came out so close to it and method man's role specifically was you know a well-known role um people you know really applauded it etcetera. so so belly was wildly successful hood classic right yes I love the that soundtrack movie. was excellent Right. And and it was this was back in the day when, when soundtracks really mattered. This is true. And it was still a really good soundtrack. And the movie was
1: excellent too. Okay yeah. what anyone says. For I, love I
0: mean, it was the best movie about nothing of all time, <laughs> you know? like, it, it might it's up there, you know. But um but yeah, so um so cool. We talked about we talked about our own perception of of, of it. We talked a, a little bit about the critical reception. Um let's go into you wanna go start with the highlights or the lowlights.
1: So the highlights um, he's positive he wants to start on a positive no let's do it alright the 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 highlights were for me mm-hmm. Method Man himself I think is decent on this album um, okay. I, I'm of the mindset that Method Man at his best was on Wu-Tang Forever Okay. Um, but Method Man was good on this album and the yeah. reason why that's important is because Method Man actually started receiving some backlash like in the late 90s and the early 2000s yeah. for being whack. Fair. And I think the reason why people people were saying that is mm-hmm. it's not because that like, he was whack, it's because mm-hmm. he had kind of fallen off. Okay. Like, he was so high. Right. Um, like everybody loved Method Man. Like even even if you weren't a Wu-Tang fan you loved Meth the Man and yep. the fact that he kind of started to fall off uh-huh. was a huge disappointment but he's good on this album
0: so my my argument to that or or my i guess agreeing with you is i think that there are some artists that need to be executive produced yes that that need that needs somebody to say this is the beat you should rap on this is how we're going to organize it etc especially for Wu-Tang clan artists and i think meth is the epitome of that and yeah. it's wild though because he has, he's so charismatic yes. and he has such a dope voice the and women love style his voice. and everything that it's yeah. like, it's like it, everything that he does is dope, but you have to contextualize it. Yeah. So like if you, it, it, when he features on other people's tracks where it's their idea and he just comes in and puts he's a nice. stamp on it, he's he nice. murders it yeah. every time. I mean, he, he, he got on tracks with Biggie yeah.
1: and, and was, that's right. He was the only was one straight. featured on ready to die. Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, so, so your highlights. So the highlights, um so it's song
0: wise? Yeah, and, uh, and just you know in general about the, the vibe of the album.
1: So the 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 highlights, like I said, I think mm-hmm. Met the Man is good on it. Um I like some of I like some of the uh the the the, the non risal production. I think True Master's mm-hmm. got a couple good tracks on this. Right. A lot of mathematics is on this. Right. Um so I like that it. it still felt like a parts of it still felt like a Wu Tang album. Right. Um, in particular, the tracks that I, I, I dig are, we'll just go from top to uh, top down. We've okay. got the track listing here. We got yeah. Perfect World. Um, I'm a fan of that song. Mm-hmm. Dangerous Ground is, Dangerous Ground to me mm-hmm. was the one that, when I think back to this album, mm-hmm. that song always pops into my mind. Yeah, I bumped um, that a lot too. Shaolin What is a really dope song. Mm-hmm. Um, Suspect Chin Music is, wow, crazy. Uh, mm-hmm. Although there's some things about it that I would change, but of course we're going to get into that later. Okay. I would say um, Killin' Fields. Mm. Killin' Fields is such a dope, it's just such a good piece of music. Um, mm. Yeah, it's just it's just incredible. So to me, song-wise, those are those are the highlights. Mm-hmm. The the one that actually made me think about this album was Torture. Yeah. It's not an incredible song, but there's something about it that like just resonates. Right. right. And uh, I know that you have some of your own thoughts about some of your highlights.
0: Definitely. And it's it's funny and I love this and this is actually the reason why I wanted to do this podcast because my highlights are completely different sure. from your all right, highlights. Go ahead, go ahead. So um so first of all, I hated Perfect World. <sighs> and that's Man. wild because it's a risa beat oh, and it might and be it, like it, it one of the beat. yeah one of the few real risa beats yeah. on this on this project yeah. but it did not resonate okay um, all right i really really liked the swing on cradle rock
1: okay um, i like that the song beat, too.
0: the beat is really hot yeah. i think i agree with you uh um, the last time we had a conversation about this you said it would have sounded better if it had red man yes
1: and i, I yes. definitely agree with you it should have you know? been like They're a how high part two man, or something that, like that
0: the the whoever made this beat the person's name is lb the life bringer mm. i don't know where you are lb but come, yeah. come back to us <laughs> we need we need more like that because the swing is just crazy yeah. um i do think that left eye underperformed a little bit but it sounded to me like left eye was on her death row shit at the time Um, she sounded like she sounded like (laughs) she was kind of trying to come at it on some Pac shit which i Mm kind of prefer left eye on her tlc shit but that's neither here nor there that's just my my one dangerous grounds 100 percent agree with you that is like quintessential method man like like that's where we want method man to be that's you know that's you're playing at home in the united center you know you're jordan you're mid-season you're feeling well rested you know, you're just coming off a buy or something, <laughs> and, and, and you drop 60. Like, that's that's that was, like, right there for me. Um, true master on the beat. My favorite master.
1: Wu yeah. Elemental or Wu Elements, whatever producer. Yeah. Um, yeah, that dude was Killed so nice. that joint.
0: Um, yeah, and then
1: I, I have Sweet Love here. Okay. Um, that's a highlight. I talked highlight. to you about it. There's a the difference a, between a, wanting to keep it so, on the album and saying it's a highlight. So I'll
0: tell you why it's a highlight All for right. me. It's a highlight for me because I've heard at least 30 different street life <laughs> verses, and I've never once heard one that was okay. Yeah. Like I never heard one that made me rewind it or I remembered this I remembered true. any bars okay. except Sweet Love. All
1: right, and fine. actually
0: the only reason I keep the song on the album is because it has a decent street life verse on it. Of
1: Kapazone. course.
0: Love Capital. Oh, good black women sleep over Cap. <laughs> so so Shaolin, what? Tell them oh. what. Did, did I skip fine. that one? No. Oh, no. You, you okay, mentioned okay, it okay. in passing. You didn't go into it. And we no, can go into it further. The title on that is ridiculous. Yeah. It's crazy because I'm it says skit. It's a total package. And, 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 and that is relevant because at the time, this was when, like you said, um, Master P and those guys were all yeah. putting out these albums that had 30 tracks on them. Yeah. So you were trying to figure out which ones you could skip to get to the meat and potatoes of the album. Mm-hmm. So it says skit. I probably didn't even <laughs> listen to that song until like the 10th time I heard the album. Um, so that one Torture Torture's really dope the yeah. production from a, yeah. um, the percussion the, yo,
1: the, the drums yeah
0: the drums woo! nuts love that joint um, so this joint is I think where you and I are gonna differ Retro Godfather yes. stood out to me yeah. I, and, I, and I, I get how somebody could think maybe it was corny or it was a little too disco-y I don't know what your thoughts are on Retro I like Godfather. the song
1: Yeah. to me um, when I did my restructuring of the album it's difficult for me to Put it in. Someplace. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So that's, that's kind of my issue with it. Yeah. That. It doesn't fit, right? I don't it, think it doesn't it
0: fit. But but it but it I think in a way of, of sequencing an album, it actually would let the album breathe because it wouldn't it wouldn't be so deep into you know just being a method because you know I I think with the Takal um theme, it's easy to kind of get into a little pigeonhole. But I'll keep going, um step by step. So, Step by Step was a record. Eric Sermon. S- similar to me. I, I, I love Eric Sermon, by the way. I yeah, like almost producer. every beat he's ever done. He's one of, to me, he's the most underrated producer of all time. And we can have a whole other podcast about that. Salute okay. me or shoot me. But uh, I really believe that. And um, Step by Step was a joint that I also didn't hear until maybe two or three times listening to the album. Mm-hmm. But it was a beat that. Um, was just so dope to me yeah, it was and, a very um, good beat. and this was at the time that was the beginnings of my foundation as a dj and okay. uh early in my dj career as a, as a
1: oh so not as a producer yet just as a just dj, as a DJ. Okay.
0: um earlier in my you know dj career i dj'd for other djs that had bigger names than me so i would come and essentially i would open for them we would carry the crates together etc and i would and <laughs> i would spend nice. right yeah and so nice. when when we would when we would you know set up the crates they would take the vinyl out, and they would take the hottest records out, and they would they would you know earmark them. Yeah. So you, as an opening DJ, you couldn't play any of the hottest records. Right, right, right. So right, it right. actually was dope because it kind of it trains you up to understand and have an ear for records that people don't think of when they think of what's hot, right? But are still hot. Mm-hmm. And this record, I played this record at so many parties, opening parties, and like. People would come to me and be like, What is this? This is crazy. Yeah. Because they may have heard the album, but they they just completely overlooked that.
1: Or they just didn't hear the album. There's a lot of people who didn't. I think it sold well. Yeah. But it wasn't. Do we have the, uh, the information how much it sold? Uh, it might have gone it probably went platinum at least um but Uh, yeah it went platinum but i mean everything we got
0: to think about everything was going platinum yeah everything was at the end of 98 so that doesn't even really say as much um but you're right because i remember in those days this is back when the mic system mattered etc and if people if something was critically panned like people weren't going to pay 17 dollars or whatever to go out and listen to right so so yeah people may not have have heard it um so let me speed through the rest of mine i kept donald trump skit and we'll talk about that later. (laughs) Wow! Um, Elements, I thought, was good. Big Dogs was my favorite song. I've always been a huge Redman fan and obviously Eric Sermon. I kept Breakups to Makeups, but really just for D'Angelo. We can talk about that again later. I kept Message from Penny and Judgment Day.
1: So I kept a lot of the same songs. Those Mm -hmm. just weren't necessarily highlights for me. Oh, okay. okay. Well,
0: yeah, I guess we got to figure out how we're going to structure this joint. Let's go into Lowlights.
1: All right. First of all, um there's way too many tracks. Yes. There are 28 tracks and I understand that like 7 or 8 of them are skits. Mm-hmm. Um some skits which 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 you would like but even having that many Skits on an album, like some of them were like five seconds long, yeah. and there was no re- like just put it at the tail end of the of the next right. track and then just go in like, like CEO
0: outro, yeah. Where like, it was just the dude said, hey, "I out. God bless you," right, and that was it.
1: And I think that was oh, it wasn't it wasn't Russell Simmons. Who was it the sounded other guy? like Russell Simmons? No, but it's the other guy, Kevin not, Lyles. It might have been him, yeah. and he was doing this at the time. I think for a lot of Def Jam yeah, productions, yeah, yeah, um, But even then, just put it at the end yeah. of Judgment Day. Like it doesn't need to say right. skit. Like it's just. Right. Twenty-eight tracks, 28 tracks. but ridiculous. I tell you, but
0: I tell you though, again, this goes to context, right? The time frame was Master P was putting out albums that were thirty tracks long. But,
1: but you're not dip- no limit. You're right. Wu Tang. You're right. Method Man. You don't right. need to do that. Agreed. And Agreed. Like you, Wu Tang Forever was all right. That was a double album that mm-hmm. sold four plat, Uh, that sold four million, which basically means it sold you know two million collectively. Right. Right. That's a substantial. That's their highest selling product, mm. and so. That, like, that was not a commercial album. I think you mm-hmm. had one single, which was Triumph, and then right. you had another radio. <laughs> Triumph, which, which was eight minutes long. Yes, seven minutes long, <laughs> seven, eight minutes long, no hook, right. no, uh, hardly any ODB, right. although his, his portion on it was, was very memorable. <laughs> right. And then you had the It's Yours video, and that was it. And, and oh, so you didn't necessarily have to make, like, yeah. you didn't have to do what everyone else was doing.
0: Yes and no, right? Because... Who was Method Man to the clan, right? Method yeah. Man was the only guy in the clan who was individually commercially recognizable yeah. and successful uh, and maybe I think ODB. That, and I think ODB. that there was maybe I think that there was a certain pressure on Method Man and method man's albums that other members of the clan did not have
1: okay, this is true i will and I think that may have influenced I will know, give you that for sure yeah, especially so. especially well, but you know what though. Hmm even the uh, even though other clan members didn't have as much pressure mm-hmm. none of them delivered except for ghostface killer consistently
0: and, ghostface yeah
1: and this is and the reason why this album um is so important to me mm-hmm. is because i mean like i said like i was really really into the wu-tang clan and this was actually the first wu-tang album that i was listening to at, like it was waiting for it to come out as i was a yeah, wu-tang yeah, fan yeah 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 and so you know when when I even got into Wu Tang, mm-hmm. this is this is kind of this is kind of what, how it happened for me, right? Right. Um, because because mind you, I'm used to listening to you know whatever is hot on the radio. I mean like you know Busta Rhymes. The Busta Rhymes is dope. Yeah. But like Will Smith. Heavy D, <laughs> like whatever, whatever was 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 popular, right? Yeah, Will Smith was popping at the so, time. And frame. so to transition from that yeah. to Wu Tang was yeah. was was an arduous process. And the, yeah. the way it happened was my brother used to drive me to work and he would put on two albums in particular. He'd put on uh 36 chambers and he'd put on Cow. Okay. And these they they had dope tracks on them. Mm-hmm. But we wouldn't necessarily listen to the entire albums. We would just listen to these few tracks that were hot. Right. And so what happened was is i would keep listening to an entire album and eventually certain songs would grow on me right and that happened with liquid swords Mm. that happened with uh only built for cuban links that happened with iron man that even happened with wu-tang forever there was a few tracks that i liked and eventually i would listen to it and i would learn about music about what was actually good and eventually the entire thing was sound good to me right right. so i'm used to letting something grow on me and Mm. this album i thought was going to do that and Uh. it never did and yeah. every other Wu Tang album that came out after that, mm-hmm. just you know, I'm I'm trying to convince myself that these are good pieces of music. Jizza <laughs> beneath the swords, on yeah. immobility, right. you god, oh. go, uh, golden arms oh. redemption, oh. whatever, just trash yeah. like old oh, dirty bastard. And <laughs> please, like just oh, not. And Jizza, you know, a lot of Wu Tang, a lot of Wu Tang has, you know, they love Jizza. You, Bene- you thought beneath the surface was whack. Beneath the Surface is not a good. It is a forgettable album. It's even the tra- I went back yeah. to go skim through it. Yeah. Now that's yeah. not fair. Maybe I should go listen to it. Yeah. But no, like even the tracks so, that I remember liking it were so, not good. So can
0: uh, can I can I add to that by also saying that the next album from the Clan I think after this, you know, with Capadonna not not being counted because it came out in the same year, was. Um, uncontrolled substance by, by oh but inspected, by deck? inspected deck
1: well and, we got we got uh i think rizzo bobby digital was oh true well. bobby digital but I, did bobby digital come out after
0: it probably yeah, yeah, did. yeah it came out it just after. Did. okay yeah i actually don't even count that album
1: there is
0: <laughs>
1: it's not worth a podcast <laughs> yeah but there are there are musically brilliant things about that album fair
0: but uh, we'll, so we'll... so my my point about uncontrolled substance is uncontrolled substance was also another album that underwhelmed
1: oh yeah um and uh
0: and people it was very very you know anticipated and you know when asked about it uh inspector deck has said that essentially there was a flood that took hundreds of beats from RZA. that's right that's and right. lots of songs that were the original album and so in my mind i'm thinking Maybe the flood also took some of took out two thousand and that's the reason why tookcao two thousand sounds the way it does maybe there's not a whole lot of wizard production on this album
1: no but there are there are woo elements and there's also um you know there's Eric sermon on here as well right and the 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 the, the flood discussion is um flood dis- discussion actually goes into um actually goes into what happened with ghostface mm. and so uh ghostface. Was going to use a lot of those RZA beats. So appa- apparently, yeah. this this is this is a story, right? Mm-hmm. After Wu Tang Forever, yeah. you know, Wu, uh, RZA had this whole five year project mm-hmm. with the clan. Like he's like, look, de- yep. dedicate five years of your life to me, and I'll make us the biggest yep. hip hop group on the planet. Which I think is fair to say he was. He did. They were. he did it. And so, um, but after that, he started to you know allow his other like Wu Tang producer affiliates. To be, you know, to produce more heavily on these albums, be as ex- executive producers yep. on these other albums, but he claimed Ghostface's next project for himself. He's like, no one else gets to touch on that, and oh. so even on even on uh, Supreme Clientele, a lot of mm-hmm. those beats that were, you know, came in from Juju, yeah, um, yeah. and this, that, and the other. Those were act like RZA and Ghostface t- together. Like they 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 cut them up, they revamped them, and they put it into their own style. Yeah. And Rizza was the executive producer on yep. that one, which like is why that one was so good. Producer. Which comes back to this album. Yeah. Another but we're not th- there
0: yet. We're not there yet. You're not, not going into make it a classic yet, are you? No, 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 okay. no. Okay,
1: we're talking about shortcomings. Okay, yeah, yeah. And one of the one of the things on this album that was just a huge shortcoming, how yep. it failed, mm-hmm. was RZA was not the executive producer. Yeah, um, and I that agree. really, That's really the biggest hurt the point. album.
0: I think I think RZA was not the executive producer is the biggest point. He's credited as the executive producer, but I don't really believe that he was is he hands really? on. He's, he is, yeah, actually. Oh. Um No,
1: uh, Method Man is credited.
0: Riza and method man are credited as the oh, executive okay, producers okay. of the album yeah um and um and so uh also the just continuity there was no continuity to the album no. it was kind of all over the place it just sounded like just a just 28 songs just thrown together or yeah. you know with the uh too many skits i agree with you on the too many skits um the th- another thing that really annoyed me was the theme the yeah. the apocalypse the right two- are we with the theme or are we not with are we the theme?
1: not with the theme I it agree. was
0: all over the place sometimes yeah. we were on the theme sometimes we were doing something different i I did not understand what was going on with the theme
1: so i am the the thing that kind of bothers me with the theme is exactly what you're saying what, mm-hmm. when i go through and i try to figure out which tracks belong on the album mm-hmm. there's only a few that really kind of go with the theme um right. The other thing too is like the video that came out, right? Mm. The video I actually kind of like, and so the way this was promoted. Which video was, are you talking about? This is Judgment Day. Okay. So the the promotion of this album, the marketing of this album, I think they kinda got it wrong. And some of that mm. has to do with Met the Man, like you said, the whole the whole theme of the album, right? Yeah. But the way this came out, I think it debuted on MTV. And this was a huge deal. Mm-hmm. Like they were they were they were saying like yo, Meth the Man's single is going to drop today. Yeah. And it was like a a big deal. They had they had the Wu Tang logo. Mm-hmm. Um and I think it was it was upside down because yeah. You know, turned yeah, 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 exactly. the W into the M. Yep. And they had the flames going in. Yeah. And they've got all this artistic, like weird like judgment day imagery. And Met the Man's got all these ladies on his on his arm. Uh Street Life is in the video for some reason. Riz is in the video for some reason who didn't even produce the track. And that song is whack. Yeah. Like it's it's so corny. And the thing is, like, I don't I don't (laughs) mind the beats. I don't mind the energy. I don't even like the I don't even mind the imagery in the video. Right. It's like the lyrics on that album are so bad. So bad. And it's just like And to make that to make that like your 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 introduction into yeah. this album might have might have might have off put a lot of people.
0: I, yeah, I agree. I definitely agree with you there. Um, and I think back to part of your point. Um, there's just way too much street life on this album. Yeah, bro. okay. I, I'm gonna be real, yo. I, right. You know, I I've never been a street life fan. Um, and it's funny because again, people say similar things about Memphis Bleak. I think they're wrong, mm-hmm. but um. I saw Method Man and Red Man perform uh, together in Richmond. It was one of the best hip-hop shows I've ever seen in my entire life. They're incredible performers. But Method Man brought Street Life, and Red Man brought Ready Rock. Okay. So that, that's I don't his, even know who Ready Rock yeah, is. Yeah, Ready Rock is his guy that's like Street Life um, and who he's been trying to put on forever. Like Ready Rock is on every Red Man album. Um, and he had a se- they had a segment where it was almost like an intermission for them where they put Street Life and Ready Rock on stage, they did a song mm. together, that sounds and then bad. each of them did one song. That sounds um, like a waste of time. And I mean, literally everybody was taking bathroom breaks. People <laughs> were going outside to smoke weed. They were buying drinks. Like the bar probably did or, did their minimum off of <laughs> off of Street Life and Ready Rock set. So I mean, I, I just say that to say. I, too much street life on the album that to me that was like a huge shortcoming on the album okay so you want to go into the make it a classic segment
1: sure well i actually am kind of interested to 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 hear you go first okay because i think we're going to have some a lot of disagreements <laughs> okay. um which is just you know goes you know just goes to the album like it's right it, you know okay so so,
0: so my my make it a classic um first things first obviously i make Riza the hands-on executive producer agreed rizza's making you know executive decisions um unquestioned right i don't i don't want mess saying no nah, i want this here or i want or i want street life to be on <laughs> the whole album or whatever i need i need that to not happen right so um so that's that's my first thing my second thing is we we're, we're going to make a decision on on if the theme is happening or if the theme is not going to happen okay um and i would defer to being a little loose with the theme just because i think that the theme i don't want to say that the theme is corny mm-hmm. even though kind of is corny but um i don't think that it's necessary and and i get that it's supposed to be a sequel to Takal. yeah so as a result of that you know he kind of wanted to stay with the Takal takau thing but I don't, I don't necessarily think that the theme uh, assisted a whole lot in terms of the overall sound of the album.
1: I think it could have worked if you restructured things a little bit differently. Yeah.
0: So, so let me go into the structure. So go ahead. So, so first of all, I am making Shaolin What the intro. So, okay. So Judgment Day intro is gone. All right. Perfect World is gone. Like, <sighs> sorry, we're blowing that, we're blowing yeah. that, this okay. whole thing out. So, yeah. so right. I'm, keeping, I'm keeping Shaolin What as the intro. Um, Dangerous Ground is probably gonna be like how I I kick the album off, right? Cause, okay. Because it's got to feel. I, I want it to feel like a you know a meth album, like from from. The so you very got right that beginning.
1: as track number two. Yeah, I had that and, as track number two as well.
0: Dope. So so I, I I from there I didn't do what all the the track list was gonna be, um but I'm I'm keeping Cradle Rock, I'm keeping the Sweet Love skit because it works for Sweet Love. I'm keeping Sweet Love because Street Life. <laughs> didn't underperform. Okay. Uh I'm keeping uh Torture, Retro Godfather, uh Step by Step, The Donald Trump skit. And let me go into the reason yes, why I'm keeping the Donald Trump skit. The Donald Trump skit to me With the recent election (laughs) um, really puts into context for people from a historical or a time capsule perspective what hip hop's relationship with Donald Trump was in
1: 1998. What
0: was it? People thought Donald Trump was cool. Like he represented he represented somebody who was rich and and but also, you know, kind of cool and a a piece of popular culture. Like he he was he was relevant. He was, you know, young enough to still kind of be with the times, and so the fact that you know Method Man had Donald Trump on speed dial, I guess somehow was, you know, you know, made him cool or whatever. Okay. So I'm I'm, I'm okay with the Donald Trump skit. Um, th- th- that's that might be my last fond memory of Donald Trump. So all right. Um, elements I'm keeping. Okay. Keeping Big Dogs obviously um, and prominently featured. Big Dogs is gonna be a singer. If, if okay. I, if I'm involved uh breakups to makeups now i have a love hate relationship with this song okay um i feel as though uh first of all d'angelo was killing shit at at this point in time he was um you know i think this was around the time when how does it feel came out and he became a huge sex symbol right
1: but his album didn't come out until 2000 i think okay so it may have been i don't know when that single came out yeah i I might have to to
0: look that up because i feel like it was around the same time but either way. he was kind of the man in a way, and I think that Method Man was trying to capture, you know, lightning in a bottle on some "You're All I Need," mm-hmm. you know. Uh, yeah, he again. was. He definitely was. Um, and and that was his attempt at it, and I think he failed miserably. Um, I think that the song is not as good as its parts. No. Um, it's not a great song, but at the end of the day, he did want to have his girl join on the album. Um and it did have a big name feature on it. Yeah. And it kind of breaks up some of the monotony of the Takao thing. Sure. So I would keep it. Um Hello. message from Penny. Are you there? Hello, uh-huh. Hello. Because Janet Jackson's voice is sexy as hell. She's sexy. This so is so, true. so yeah, Jackson's like why like you can't yeah, cut Janet, yo. Um you and then I kept call? Judgment Day. Uh, yeah. Mean, and I think I just kept it because it, it, it actually went with the
1: theme. Okay.
0: So that's, that's, that's my, my list of, of records that I kept.
1: All right. So for me, I am keeping the theme. Okay? okay. I'm keeping the theme, but I'm rearranging a lot of the album. Okay. So for me, Judgment Day has like this intro this like six minutes long. Yeah. Or like, excuse me, like 60 seconds long. Yeah. Right? I actually would have cut that intro and I would have made that the intro to the album. Mm. Right? And then I cut right into Perfect World. Right, because to me, like, perfect world is especially if you're a Wu Tang fan, right? And the and and so this album is going to be a Wu Tang sounding album. is okay. if you're gonna have RZA be the executive producer, yeah, it's gonna have a Wu Tang feel. And perfect world, I think, is perfect for that. Okay, um, especially since right around the sound like, his production, that's a beat that could work on forever, like. Say what you want to say about his beats, but like mm-hmm. the pot like the, the just professional sounding quality of that song right. is 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 top notch for me. Okay. I think right after that, I'm going, I'm gonna keep Cradle Rock. I might put it a little later in the album, and yeah. I'm going right into Dangerous Ground. Okay. Um we can keep Sweet Love. What I'm doing is with my skits, all mm-hmm. my skits are going at the trail end of the of the previous song. So I don't need all these other right, skits right, on right. there. I'm cool with Shalin, what? I'm cool with Torture. Um Yo, that where is Man skit gotta go, man. All right. So You like it. So no. Okay, so here's <laughs> here's the thing. I'm getting rid of the penny skit. Just right off the bat. Mm-hmm. I'm getting rid of all of the 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 the, the weird like random skits. Like okay. okay. So you wouldn't even just like put them at the end of I'm this gonna tell show. you why. Okay. So Ed Lover skit, mm-hmm. um, uh Chris Rock skit, the oh, the check writer skit. Horrible. The um the Donald Trump skit is going. Um the Penny skit is going. And the reason why these skits are going is because the common theme in all these skits is like, hey, like, Met The Man, where's your album? Right. You know? And so that to me distracts from, like, is the theme of the album that we've been waiting for you for a <laughs> right. long time? Or is the theme of the album... To Cal, to Cal Judgment Day. like, right, which is, right, right. And so to me, like, all those albums take you out. They don't, they don't just take you out of the album. They take you out of the mindset of, like, Wu-Tang. Like, Wu-Tang didn't have these albums on it, right. or these skits on it. All right. the other skits... And Wu-Tang albums, like, they went with the feel of what the project was doing. Right. And so, to me, all those skits are gone. Okay. Um, Spazola is staying, but okay. there's, there's going to there's be some amendments to it. Okay. We're getting rid of Killison. Um, <laughs> we're getting... Is we're getting rid of street life and we're getting rid of killer Sin and we're adding Ghostface Killer to the track. Now, uh, in fairness, Ghostface Killer actually wasn't available because I believe he was in jail. But whatever. In my perfect world, right. we're getting Ghostface Killer on this track. Mm-hmm. It's not a bad song. So you breaking him out of jail or are you bailing him? Whatever. out? Whatever. We'll we'll do the, the phone thing like they did with ODB. <laughs> no, right? please don't do that. So so Spazola actually is not a bad song. The the, mm-hmm. the main problems with it is that the loop. Like it loops every single bar. It should yes. probably loop every other bar. Uh, and there's no baseline on it. So yeah. if you do those things and you put Ghostface on it, you get rid of and You get rid of Street Life. Okay. This is it. This is a good album. Uh, a good, oh. a good song. Party Crasher. I've kind of gone back and forth with. It is a yeah. Wu Tang song. Yeah. The problem with it is it came too late. This is a yeah. song that belongs on Ghostface Killers Iron Man. So did so. My feeling about Party Crasher was.
0: It was just way too long yeah. and without a hook, right? Yeah. So like it, it wasn't like he was spitting like, oh, he's spitting so hard that I'm yeah. okay with hearing a thousand bars. Yeah. He w- he had a story, but then it was kind of started to get monotonous and just long.
1: Right. So um, how would you have uh, you know I, I probably that? would have just scrapped it from the album. Yeah, I, uh, I just don't think it, I don't think it fits yeah. uh, Gridiron Rap is a, is a, to me is a good song uh, mm. and it feels with, with the ones that I've decided to keep it definitely mm. feels like it belongs yeah. step by step I'm getting rid of it and the mm. reason why is because it, it doesn't go along with it doesn't it doesn't feel like a, a Wu-Tang song at mm. the time so I'm getting rid of Step by Step I'm getting rid of Play for Keeps yeah. which is the Havoc joint um, Inspector Deck is, is nice on it but he yeah. you know that track needs to go I agree um uh, Elements, i like the song Elements if you replace Polite and Star with Ghostface <laughs> and, and, uh, and Rake One. Oh. You, uh, you do that, and that is a dope song. Yeah, I think we needed more Ghosts and Ray on this. Yeah. But I think every every Woo album needs more Ghost yeah, yeah, and Ray. you're right. You're right. Yeah, but anyway. Okay. Um, I'm definitely keeping Killing Fields. I mean, Killing Fields is such a good song. Mm. Uh, Big Dogs Needs to Go. Hmm. Breakups to Makeups needs to be changed the the beat needs to be changed um d'angelo needs to stay on it and it needs to be a little less commercial friendly and what i would say what i would say is make it a little harder or a little bit more like um, gritty a little darker make it a little yeah yeah, i think and then make a remix just like you did for um you're all i need Mm. and make that be the single and make that Uh. be the video do that and then you can keep judgment day just change those corny lyrics like (laughs) he's not he's not even saying anything like right. judgment day the song should have been about like what made like what got us here mm. and so talk about all like you know political corruption you could talk about environmental disaster like, just anything like do yeah. what you do just make that album better oh and the, the main thing too is a major highlight for me going mm. back to suspect chin music okay it's such a good song replace street life with inspector deck and that shit mm. is fire True. that shit is absolute fire so so what are your singles what am I so my singles are you can start off with Judgment Day like I said you need to, you need to make those changes. So um, you want Judgment Day to be released as a single. It can be it can re release as the, the same That's way that it was should. just it just needs to be a better song. Mm. Um the main singles though are um oh going back to Cradle Rock. I mm. think you mentioned it too. If you add Red yeah. Man to that Yeah. uh that that is a dope song. All right. So the other singles are I think on the as far as radio is concerned yeah. i think the breakups to makeup like i addressed that mm-hmm. you can put that into a remix and yeah. you can put that out yeah i think a video should have been done for suspect chin music okay. uh, like i said you put inspector deck on it and here is the big controversy mm-hmm. all right. right this is this is a secret i've been keeping from you i think this album could have used dj premiere in what way i think that at that time this is when dj premiere was starting to come out with like people's albums like the highlight of the albums was the premiere track and true, i think true, that you true. i think that you could have had a premiere track that would have been it didn't necessarily need to be like for for like the party mm-hmm. but you could have had something almost like um like a nazis like it doesn't what even do sound you, like Nas what do you like.
0: think of the idea of instead of breakups to makeups you have devil's pie a version with method man on. <sighs> I'm good with that too. I'm good with that Same too. Same time frame, right? Uh, I'm good with that too. That, that sounds amazing. amazing. Yeah, and that soundtrack came out two weeks before this album did. Right, but um, I don't remember who it was, but you do know you do remember the hearing the story about how Devil's Pie was a beat for I think it was Nas. Oh, was it? And there's like a version that's like a Nas song out there.
1: I would love to hear it. Yeah, that beat is fire. We yeah. should probably look that up. real quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We
0: can, we can. That in the future, but right. um,
1: but yeah, all right, so so what else? So, the other thing, too, is I think I, the, I do like that idea by the way. I think the marketing of this album was wrong, mm-hmm. and I think what they should have done mm-hmm. is they should have let Method Man's solo album be a Wu Tang project and still carry over the Wu Tang sound. I agree. And I what agree. they should have done is they should have taken some of the tracks like Step by Step, mm-hmm. Big Dogs. Mm-hmm. Put those on an album with Redman, and then have the Blackout album, which came out the very next year, mm-hmm. push that up. So you had you had uh, you had Doxinane come out in December. Right. You should have had Big Dog. You should have had a Meth Man Redman album come out in like February, right, or something like that. And I mean, at the time,
0: you know, it sounds far fetched now, but at the time, Def Jam's rollout schedule really looked like yeah. That. So it's feasible that that could happen.
1: And I, I think that that I think that solves your problem of because with 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 Method Man and Wu Tang Clan, like you mentioned mm. it, that is your guy, like that is your staple commercial artist. Right. And I think that solves the problem of keeping, you know, the Wu Tang sound in place, but mm. then also letting Meth Man shine as a solo artist, yeah. perhaps outside of that. And I yeah. think had you done that, especially with Red Man, you got some of those songs which are good songs. Big Dogs uh-huh. is a good song. Step right. by step is a good song. They just don't sound like they belong on this
0: album. Yeah. That's fair. That's really fair, actually. But so then I mean, if I'm going your route then this album becomes an ep to me like like i don't i because i wouldn't keep as many songs as you are keeping um and i'm also i i'm also i don't i don't know how i feel about i don't think method man makes good posse cuts i think he he features he features well on posse cuts okay but um all these songs you know play for keeps you got four or five people on the on the record right yeah but play for keeps we,
1: we both scrapped it
0: yeah but i mean but that's what i'm saying so like Making this you know when you when you make a woo album, it means that there's a lot of people on a lot of tracks, so in that case, you know in that way, you're gonna have to take Method man, which the eccentricity of method man and the and the ego and the and all the chutzpah and everything is actually what makes method man great, mm-hmm. right, but then you're gonna have to ask him to fall all the way the fuck back and play on the team for his solo
1: album. do you think that that's feasible um I don't for just to keep the posse cuts in there.
0: No, I just mean to make to make a Method Man album that's woo centric. Okay, I don't know. I don't know if if you know just given personalities and, and here's and, what.
1: So here's what I'll say, right? Um, Tical, mm-hmm. Method Man carried Tical. Yeah. Right now, Method now Tical, in my mind, is a classic, but it's actually not all that great. Yeah, I don't album. think it's a great album at all. It's it's. I think it's better than Return to the Thirty Six Chambers, but to me, those two albums are still classics mm-hmm. because they belong in that that staple five year period mm-hmm. of of, of Wu Tang music. Right. And so when you think about when you think about the entirety of what they were doing, it's still a classic. And I think so, that you can have a still a solo album. With Method Man, with, you know, the, the tracks that I want to keep, even okay, if you Okay, so, so, so,
0: so, but what you're talking about, though, is you're talking about a time frame where Method Man wasn't about to star or just starred in, you know, in, in Belly, the, the biggest hood flick, you know, mm-hmm. f- filmed as a music video that was two hours long by Hype Williams. Right. Um, you know, super... Superstar, you know dude, so you're, you're, you're talking about a completely different headspace when Taao was, was recorded versus when um, you know TaCAo 2000 was recorded. Okay. so that's why I say you know at that point in time, is it possible to have you know an album that way, a, a, a Woo album, a, a Method Man album that's still a Woo album in at the end of '98?
1: I think you do if rizza is the producer.: I think he figures out how to do it, yeah. I,
0: the executive but producer. i think your point about uh your, your point about getting the primo record on there i 110 percent agree with you wow
1: okay so I, I was i was unsure how you would take that because mm-hmm. as far as i know mm-hmm. i don't think any any woo production has ever had a premiere beat on it but
0: shortly after that
1: um you have limp
0: biscuit featuring method this Knight. is true and Method Man murdered that song. Okay, he made
1: that song relevant because was that, otherwise was, was Premiere? Was he the producer on that? Yeah, you remember oh, was that song? That was a primo beat. I I remember the song. I just forget. In it, together now, that's what it was called. Yeah. Okay. That's right. That's Who right. Who could be the boss? Standing for right, the cause. Right, right, right,
0: right. oh, Fred Durst was so bad. All right. Anyway,
1: so uh, yeah, I think we should wrap it up. Uh, anything else you want to discuss about the album? Well, should we just go through a final uh, a final list or are there any changes you want to make or? Um.
0: No. I mean, I think we make different albums. Okay. Or we. I mean, but but I also constrained myself to what was realistic. Okay. In a utopian world, in a utopian world, you know, dudes don't have egos once they become huge super duper mega true. stars. And you know, we are able to get another Method Man Woo album. And we're able to get blackout to have yeah. material that I already love, so I, I think I think that's a win-win for, for both of
1: us. I, I think the main thing that we agree on is we agree on on the theming of the album, the uh, you know disoriented nature mm-hmm. of the album, and the fact that you know Riza should have been the executive producer and probably should have had more influence. Mm-hmm. And with those, I mean, who knows? This 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 you know it, it could have been a lot better than what it was. And mm-hmm. the reason why I think this is significant is because I mean Wu Tang Clan went through a really rough period and right now like you know aside from Ghostface Killer, maybe they make music but like no one really cares about it and you know that's that's aside that's that's like a, a hip hop thing in general right? right like they're not relevant right now right. but back when they still could have been relevant mm-hmm. um, back when you know Rough Riders was popping up and Jay-Z was starting to run things and Nas was becoming more prominent um, those you know Ludacris was popping up onto the scene Eminem uh-huh. like back then Wu-Tang still could have been a much bigger name than what they were and the only person who was doing anything at that time was Ghostface Killer mm-hmm. and Method Man absolutely had the talent yep, and, 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 the, and, the, and the stardom and the voice and just, just the appeal yeah. to be that and he wasn't and this album to me was the start of the Wu-Tang decline the mm. Wu-Tang claims decline I mean because all the other albums we mm. mentioned Bobby Digital yeah. uh, Immobility Beneath Ooh. the Surface uh, Golden Arms um <sighs> And uh, Uncontrolled Substance. Wow. Like all those albums, none of them are good until yeah. you get to Ghostface Killer, who is the most, like arguably, like the biggest underdog. Like no one, mm-hmm. I don't think anyone really expected that album to Not be as good all. as it was. And then all of a sudden, boom, like, yeah. but then, but then, what, what, what was it? Rizzo was the executive producer. Yeah. So, yeah. That album is so good. Yeah. We got to figure out a way to talk about that album. But anyway, <laughs> I, think, I think we kind of, we're going to wrap good. it
0: up. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, what, 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 are, what are we doing on the next segment?
1: Do we have? Uh, we don't, I don't think we have anything teed up for to speak on it but I think for the next make it a classic we want to talk about the the, uh, the collab yeah the firm joint the with firm, the yeah. AZ is, uh, is Cormega on there or is that Nature? No Nature's Nature. on there Cormega was in jail alright so. Foxy Brown and Nas of course Yep, yep. So yeah. alright well thanks for, for tuning in and we'll catch y'all on the next one Damn, peace
0: One. Two. One. Shoes full of dirt, kicking sand on your works. Something gotta hurt, catch a case off a of verse. Live in concert, kids coming out their shirts. I'm hyped now, jumping in the crowd, feet first. Minute when I said it, lungs bring the pain, some without the anesthetic. Make them look pathetic, needing help from paramedic. Hot with the nickel, bust back, take it with you. Survival of the fittest in the world, out the us. I feel it in my mouth.